thank you listeners that are on this podcast today uh we bring you an exciting exciting interview my name is jonathan yamasaki for go entrepreneur yourself a podcast where we bring you local entrepreneurs and leaders from around the country to share their story about adversity triumph and their business to today we bring you two incredible entrepreneurs and business owners Jasmine and Sharik, who started a business called Queendom Cultivation, which began as a pop-up shop in 2017, um, to now a full retail store in Las Vegas. Queendom Cultivation is a unique handcrafted jewelry and metaphysical shop providing holistic healing services through the elements of the earth. Now, you may be asking yourself, what is what does that mean? What is that? Well, I'm going to let our guests explain But before we talk about their business, we're going to go into our favorite segment. This is going to be the Fast Five. So, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and and tell them about the Fast Five? Uh, For sure. Uh, By the way, thank you for coming on our show. Um, We're really excited to be doing this again. I haven't been on a show for quite some time. And I I don't think you could have picked better guests for me to get back into this because your kind of story is absolutely the place that we're going to. 100%. 100%. Next time I'm in Vegas, I'm going. That's why I was asking. Can I go up to Vegas now? Is it safe? Um, but yeah, definitely check that out. So Fast Five, just five random questions. Nothing serious. Just have some fun with it. And uh, we're going to start with the first uh, question. Is uh, What books are you guys reading right now? Right now, I'm reading my crystal books, uh, The Book of Stones and Gem Stones A through Z. Do you usually read the same book at the same time and just kind of transfer it to each other back and forth or does one finish the book and then the other takes over? When we started dating, we always read the same books together. We We read the four Mm. agreements together and the alchemist. And now we kind of just like read whatever we need to build for our curriculum for our workshop. Nice. Beautiful. Always got to keep learning. Always got to keep learning. I like that. Um, what is the one thing that you miss most since this pandemic started? Traveling. Yeah, traveling. Traveling has been, you know, something that we love to do, and we're getting into doing more through COVID. So, you know, just kind of put a halt on, on traveling and being able to do things when we travel. So. Mm-hmm. Did you have a specific destination that you had to cancel in 2020? Yeah, unfortunately, because we. Oh. <laughs> we teach a workshop where we travel across the country and teach people how to wire wrap while they smoke weed. And we had a whole calendar, a whole tour schedule made. And then we only made it as far as L.A. and Oakland. Oh, we didn't get to Texas well, or Ohio. Or you know, in the future, if uh, you want somebody to, you know, just be an intern for that trip, I, I, I can come along with it. Uh, that sounds like a, an awesome time. Uh, that's That sounds like 2021 vacation. I'll just follow you guys and uh, learn as I go along the way. Awesome. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Ooh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. Uh, let's see what is next here. Uh, tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. Mm. Anime is life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with you on that. That <laughs> um, hmm. no one will agree with me on. Mm-hmm. That is absolute truth. Absolute truth. Mm. Uh, God is a woman. 
That's a good one. All right. All right. Mine has always been uh, pretty much the same thing. It's uh, if, if a woman is wearing a dress that has pockets, you're going to find out because she's going to tell you within the first 30 seconds. Everybody. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why they don't have pockets in the first place, I'll never know. Um, lastly, uh, what are you not very good at but still enjoy doing? Uh, roller skating. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So you're not going out to do karaoke, you're just uh, in the house singers or in the car? Yeah, sing our heart out. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Well, I'm really excited uh, for this episode. I'm actually excited for our old 2021 schedule because the biggest thing that we're going to be learning about businesses like yours is how you survived i mean essentially last year was really horrible for entrepreneurs business owners uh 99 of it no fault of theirs i mean and here we are we're, we're even trying something different here so who knows the stream might be choppy um hopefully we get all the audio here but hey we're trying new things as well i i had no light to put on my face i found a channel on youtube that is white light for 12 hours and i just pointed my tv at me that's so good that's, that's why i have light today so so you gotta innovate innovate um yes. so i'm really interested in learning how you guys have innovated and gotten this going going forward okay. let's get this started so i wanted to ask like who is queendom cultivation walk me through how you all got started with this business so i met Sharik in 2015 and he um, had a bunch of crystals. He was always wearing some type of crystal jewelry of some sort when we met. And at the time, I didn't know anything about crystals or crystal healing. I just thought they looked nice. And then when he started to tell me about them, I started to kind of collect more than he had. Like, I'm very competitive at nature. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have more crystals. And he would always be like, damn, you got another crystal? Like, and I would just have so many. And then one of my coworkers was like, you know, you can make this into a business, right? If you start wire wrapping them. So I went to Michael's, bought the stuff I needed to start wire wrapping them. And since then, it's kind of been a wrap. I thought about the name Queendom Cultivation because all of the elements that I use, from the metal to the crystals, everything I use is from the earth mm -hmm. and her queendom. And so I wanted to honor that and show people how to incorporate different elements of the earth into their lives. So that's how it happened. That's awesome. How often, I mean, before it was a business, like how often would you do this in your free time? Every weekend while I was still working full time and in grad school full time, I was always going to different like flea markets and different events, places where I could buy them or meet people and there just happened to be someone there selling them and I would just buy them. And then when I start, started making them, I made it as a form of like, release for myself because I was working a very like emotionally draining job and I was in school so I didn't have a lot of like downtime so my downtime turned into making all this jewelry yeah I got a quick question that maybe because you, you brought up that you also make your crystals I've seen crystals made, and I don't want to sound stupid here because I don't really know if it's a metal or if it's a crystal but the things that people have been making with bismuth is that is it a crystal or is it a metal for business material? That's I, I you know what business I, I'm assuming is yeah. right, John. I don't, I I don't make crystals. We wrap the crystals. We wrap. Oh, oh, the the wrappings. Okay. We have okay. wrapped crystals that were, we've wrapped business in wire before, and yeah. business is a metal. 
man-made metal alloy. Okay, so it's not a crystal, even though it kind of. Every time I look at it, I'm like, man, that's that's a cool little Technicolor crystal there. And it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only knew about it because it's what's in Pepto Bismol. So. It is. Yes. <laughs> when you were, I mean, d- describe the process of when you were starting this business because there's a lot of especially during the pandemic a lot of people started their own small little business or pop-ups walk me through that process of what you did to start like buying all these all these uh crystals and then wrapping them and what was the day-to-day when you were first starting off so i would go to work i would come home from work sometimes i did homework sometimes i wrapped crystals I went to, when I first started, I was going to Michael's to buy wire, which I never advise anyone to do. Don't buy, don't buy wire from Michael's. It's overpriced <laughs> and not what you need. Um, and uh, I would, sometimes I would even go to work with my crystals and be wire wrapping while I was at work. And when I say sometimes, I mean most days. But they gave me space to do that because, as I said, we worked at, like, I was managing a program for HIV positive homeless youth in San Francisco that were also dealing with drug addiction and mental illness. So my job is very stressful. So I would literally go into my meetings and be making pieces because I'm like, this keeps me calm and helps me focus. And they let me do that shit. And some of it was BS and some of it was like, this honestly (laughs) is what I'd rather be doing right now. So I kind of got to do it. Um, So each day it would be like, go to work come home, do homework, make jewelry. And like every day was like that. And I'm a tourist. So when I naturally get attached to something, I want to keep doing it, especially if I know it's going to make me money down the line. So when I started taking pictures of it, I posted them on Snapchat. People were reaching out to me. When are you selling them? I want to buy one. And I was like, what? People want to buy this? Like, I didn't think about it as being a business. It was my hobby at first. So I just had all these like pieces made and stuff that I would take pictures. And Snapchat was really popular back then, so I would always snap them, and then people would hit me up, like, can I buy this? And so I said, starting January 1st, 2017, I would start selling them. So, like, between October and January of 2017, I was building what would be Freeman Cultivation. I came up with the name, came up with, like, the mission, the, the focus, everything, like, during that period of time. And then once January hit, I launched, launched my Etsy shop, and started going from there yeah did you save money from what you were earning at this job you were working at um and then just kind of start like putting more money in when is it when did you start taking off where it was like that transition into all right pop-up shops and then now this retail store so i was putting most of most of everything that i bought all of what i bought was coming from my paychecks at my job that was how I funded myself. I was funded through my full-time job. And I was like, this is kind of exhausting going into this job. So I switched over. And when I started my business, this was the first month I actually started a new job too. Five months later, after, because I started doing pop-up shops in February of 2017, I got hired at my new job in January. In March of 2017, I graduated with my master's degree and I was laid off from that job. I was laid off and I started receiving unemployment and all my unemployment (laughs) went into my business. It went into bills and business and I survived off of my unemployment check. 
So it's really, it's interesting that like 2020 is the year people started to create their own businesses and everything, a year when so many people were getting unemployment. And I saw this as a great opportunity for people to start investing in their own dreams and their businesses. You have money coming to you now. Like just, you don't even have to work for it. It's full time that you're you're collecting this money, building something up, because that's literally all I did for that year. Wow, that's incredible. An entrepreneur like yourself, getting all the unemployment checks, starting off with unemployment checks, your own, you know, skin in the game. Wow. I've, I've, that's incredible, Jasmine. I, I appreciate you saying that because anyone could do it, you know, starting from the bottom and working your way up top to where you're at now. So then what was that point where you're like, okay, we did the pop-ups. Here's the retail stores now. So retail store is just happening for the past few years since 2017. 20, 2017, we lived in the Bay Area. 2018, we moved to Long Beach. 2019, we moved to Las Vegas. It was only after moving out to California did we actually have the money to actually like chill and grow our online presence. Not just our online presence, but our in-person presence here in Las Vegas. Um, when we were working, when we were in the Bay Area, we did pop-up event, pop-up event, pop-up event. We were doing three, four events one weekend. Like that was just always the grind. So that's something that's different about 2020. I was able to thrive and grow my business when I did because we had in-person events in the community. So that's another thing with people who were starting businesses in 2020, they had to find community online. They didn't just have a built-in community they could go out and see every weekend like I did. So I can recognize that I had the privilege of having in-person communication. But it got to be so much. We were popping up, breaking down, popping up, breaking down for these big events all the time. I'm constantly grinding all the time. People recognize my brand, like it paid off, but I was like killing myself. I was literally grinding myself to to the core, to the ground. And so we moved to Long Beach and we said, we're going to focus on growing our online sales. I won't be bending. I won't be popping up as much. When we did that, it completely transformed what we do. Um, being able to grow our online presence, I went from I went from just like really doing Bay Area work to then being able to be found all over the world, like becoming a name all over the world. And that, that really helped us to get to where we are now. So. Fast forward a year and a half later, we're now opening up a physical location because our online sales have been so prosperous. Now, that, that's one of the things, I mean, word of mouth is obviously, especially in your line of work, it's yeah. huge. You know, people are going to see the work. They're going to wonder where it came from. Word of mouth is huge. But for to get that whole worldly presence, like when you're talking about getting your online presence for your online store, are we just talking about the basic Facebook, Instagram, where we talking about paid advertising, like how are you going out uh, to teleconferences as well? Like, how are you getting yourself so far in what I consider a short amount of time? I mean, to be known worldwide in a year and a half, that's that that's something to applaud about. So for what you guys are doing, what exactly uh, were the steps that you went forward? Like, how much marketing did you have to do to try to gain that online presence? Facebook, um, Facebook ads helped me for like good five or six months i did run some facebook ads just of my some of my newer jewelry pieces and they did really well and so facebook shut me down for no reason whatsoever in 2019 
So I had to pivot. My whole business has been me pivoting in different directions. And each pivot has been pushing me, propelling me into the next phase of my business growth. Facebook and Instagram helped me grow my following from like a thousand some followers to 3,000 some followers. And then I met Kaylani and started making jewelry for Kaylani when she was pregnant. She shared my stuff that propelled me from 3,000 followers to 8,000 followers. Um, from It took about a year or so to get from 8,000 followers on Instagram to 16,000 followers on Instagram. And that was just like all hard work, just pushing because I couldn't run ads anymore. So I had to get creative. So I expanded to Pinterest. I expanded to Google. Twitter, yeah, and then from from 2020 to now, I was able to go from 16,000 followers on Instagram to 30,000 just by using TikTok. TikTok and BuzzFeed featured me. So Buzz, BuzzFeed oh, found nice. me on TikTok, and that took my followers up as well. So it's just been a being consistent. It's consistent been the key mm-hmm. continuously putting myself out there and finding different avenues and lanes to put myself on when one thing kind of falls off yeah because definitely i mean with how you're doing your social media presence i mean influencers are big especially mm-hmm. in health and beauty and fitness right now being on those uh social media accounts it, it, it's got to get a little tiring. I, I, I mean, I'm barely on Facebook anymore, especially since the election, because um, I was just like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, I can't listen to the echo chamber anymore. It's driving me nuts. Um, but I'm usually on maybe Facebook, maybe a, about a total about a, an hour, hour and a half a day. How often are you having to go through all of these social media platforms? Like, how many hours of your week do you really think you spend on pushing the business through when social media? When I first media? started, I was on social media like nonstop, but everything with social media had to be doesn't matter what else is going on. I need to be posting like three or four times mm. a day, and I need to make sure that I have like a structured plan of like how I'm posting, when I'm posting. I need to have a certain uh, mix of memes and content and value. It was like a whole thing. And now since I've grown, I have more stable, a more stable following. I have more stable income. I post maybe like few times a week, but I wouldn't recommend this to anybody, but I said my quality of life is suffering because I'm spending so much time on my phone and I don't want to be mm-hmm. to my phone. So I got to the point where exactly. I was able to step back from being on social media every day. But when you're building, you have to be on social media every day. That's the time we're in. That's the place mm. we're in right now. So do you think as you grow the business, maybe in the future, you'd be looking at hiring on like a social media manager that would handle those types of things for you so you could focus Absolutely. more on the work? 100%. I already hired somebody to start making content for me. She's not in control of like posting on my page, but I don't have to make that specific content anymore. And that's all new too. Oh, okay. So yeah, as we grow, I'm going to kind of completely remove myself. At first I wanted to be, I was like, I need to be here. My followers need to be able to talk to me directly. I want to be as um, available as possible so people start to feel entitled to you and that that can be toxic mm-hmm. and that could be draining and overwhelming and I'm like Mm-mm. especially after BuzzFeed featured me it was so much especially new people thinking that everybody wants access to you at all times what mm-hmm. crystals are good for this what crystals are good for what can I do on your website to get da 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 there was so much I had to pull back 
And once you recognize that like abundance is always there for you, abundance is through you, you'll never miss anything that wasn't there for you if you don't respond to this message. Like if, it, if you miss it, it wow. wasn't meant for you anyway. So I have to, I had to put myself in an abundance mm. instead of scarcity mindset to know that I'm constantly going to be fine. And then that made me comfortable backing away as much as I had. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it, it went from something of your expression to more of you're working for them now. If uh -huh. they're wanting to know all that information all the time, you have to be available. No, I completely understand yeah. that. Oh, That's kind of tiring. I'm by sure. my customers. Like, I understand, but I'm not going to let my boss talk <laughs> to me crazy. Like, that's just that's not <laughs> how it's going to work for me. I have boundaries, and I had to set boundaries with myself, even though I am self-employed. And he reminds me of that, too. Like, he mm. tells me, like, when to get off my phone and stuff like that, if I'm, like, constantly on my phone, like, take a break. Just right. not working. Yeah, that, I can start work, I can work right. all, day. all day. Yeah, you kind of want, I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, when you're on, you're getting to that peak where everything becomes autonomous and someone else is doing things for you and you're just, you know, you're, you're just managing, you're not, you're, or you're just kind of like, I don't want to say on the sidelines because that sounds like a negative connotations, but you're just hanging out and everyone is helping manage this thing for you. And you're just kind of coming in like a CEO. They come in where they go. They do meetings. They do all the all those things. That's you're, you're the CEO of your company so that you're pulling yourself back and away from some of that stuff. So that's good. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and that's going to be rewarding as well. I mean, it, it would have to be super rewarding to be able to hire other people and see how you're influencing and helping out their lives. And then obviously for them to be working for you, they would enjoy the work as well. So that's got to be rewarding. I, I like you said, John, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it. being put I on the sidelines, but it's, you know, um, having employees underneath you really is really working with me in 2020. He handles, manages the fulfillment of all the online <laughs> orders. I make, make the jewelry and the social media content, and I just make sure the money keeps coming in. And they basically run the operation. And then I hired another employee as well who makes, like, all this stuff you see behind me. Like, I haven't made that. I made the recipes. She makes the, the orders, fulfills it. So I'm, I am stepping back a lot more. And it's just nice to see the fruits of my labor continuously multiply without me being nice. burned out. But yeah, I said, I, I told myself, I promised myself I'm going this hard in my 20s so mm -hmm. that in my 30s I can just receive. Mm -hmm. So I have four more years to do this. Unfortunately, I only got two more, so. But I was fortunate to be able to start with business attached to her. So now, you know, it's kind of as well. That's the thing, though. 2019 was built, to, like, with so much of my income came from traveling and doing all of my events, my workshops all over the country. And so 2020, I expected this to really take off. I was going to more cities, doing more shows, and none of it happened. But it was my most prosperous year on the books. So you just really have to know how to pivot. Yeah. And we know people in that follow crystals, they have this like really big following and then to chakras, herbs, aromatherapies. But how do you market to, to new people who have never tried them? Like myself, when I walk in the store, I see like in Flagstaff, they had some places and Sedona, they had like uh chakras crystals things like that and i was never i never knew much about them how do you market out to people like that and and start getting I them interested that. in that and we went to college together we were both in flagstaff i never stepped foot in one of those crystal shops in flagstaff mm -hmm. it wasn't my time yeah. that wasn't that was my awesome. place 
to learn it then. I learned it when I was supposed to, when I connected with him. And so what we do now, we teach people who are interested in it uh-huh. how to go into their communities and educate people on it. But we ain't got to do it. We don't have to do it. We just bring the knowledge and it's up to them to spread it or not. We have like an MLM without having an MLM. Like we are able to teach people how to spread this, this goodness and they go out and do it themselves. And like, then those people come back to me. They say, my friend told me about you. I want to buy from your site. And then they buy from my site. I don't have to do anything but educate. Let me say it, Ryan. It's just power of word of mouth. Yeah, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's a lotus flower that grows. Exactly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, one question i have and and this one is kind of like tags onto that so that's good you don't advertise to them um it's a niche market it's only to people and then there's uh groups that educate others on that and i think it might answer it uh, a little bit but i'll I'll still ask so there are people out there Mm -hmm. who do not believe that these crystals have healing uh, properties for the body mind and soul what do you tell these people what what would you educate them on these crystals so that they can have a little more understanding because you know it's all about you know having that experience or at the end of the day it just boils down to you know trusting someone that you know that has experience you know i've been in a position where i might might have not even something due to just me not caring about it or just not knowing about it but then it takes someone who i did know or had an influence on my life to you know inspire me to tap into something like that so it's really nothing you could tell someone who doesn't you know already have that belief or even a thought that it even can work rarely can you ever convert an atheist to christianity by telling them about your experiences it's something that they have to experience themselves in order mm-hmm. to truly believe yeah. in it. Now, I could tell you what it's done for me. I could tell you what it's done for my thousands of followers, but I can't make you believe it. That it can work for you too. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I'm giving you these like these tools here, but I can't force you to believe in them <laughs> or use them, but you will. At some, point, At some point, you will, and it's completely based on your own experiences with it. And if you mm-hmm. never do, I'm at peace with that because everything is not for everyone. And so that's why I spend more time focusing on the people who love me and believe in my brand and support what mm-hmm. we do than I do trying to convince people that don't to believe in me. That's, that's a waste of my energy. I wouldn't, I could be putting my energy into my business. Why would I put that much energy into you? You just kind of explained mm-hmm. the, the opposite of what Facebook has been here. Uh, <laughs> it's not about you're right, right I'm right. wrong, you're smart, I'm stupid, or either way, because I'm usually the stupid one on Facebook, but it, 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 I've got a lot of um, family that is in, I will call like new age philosophies in different ways, and they say the same thing. It's like, it's kind of one of those things when you know, you know, everything has a little bit of faith tied to it, but really it's, it's, not a, one person's job to spur the journey of another. And that's what I say about everything that I do, not just my business, but literally every part of my life. You will never see me going back and forth with a person about my beliefs because my beliefs are my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Your beliefs are your beliefs. And if that's what you want to believe, who's to say that my belief is fact? Mm-hmm. The the thing that the one of the fast round questions that you had is what is 
something that you believe that is total fact and other people won't believe my i should have said i believe that like religion in the bible this is all opinion based nothing is truly fact no matter what you tell me this is all going to be an opinion and this is about everything everything is an opinion mm -hmm. this is my opinion based off of my experiences with this and this is my truth and my belief if you believe differently i respect that because that is your life mm -hmm. you ultimately the way you live your life has nothing to do with me i don't care if you're not harming anyone believe whatever you want to believe <laughs> but once harm gets involved then i'll have an opinion about it but even then still it's just an opinion and i can respect everybody's beliefs that's powerful. Yeah, there's some words of wisdom right there, respecting everybody's beliefs, um, as long as it's not harming anybody. So then what do you, What obviously, because sometimes there's days where this work can be draining um, and, and there's maybe times when, when you just feel uh, you need that support. So what to what do you attribute your success? A solid foundation. I have my partner here with me every day and I have my mother and my two, those are my two support people who happen to be on my team working with me in Queendom Cultivation. And I talk to them more than I talk to anybody else. And these two people are like my core. Like they can ground me, they root me. Like this is, it's really easy to not have to take on too much because I know both of them are there to support me. So my success a lot has been driven by Sharik and by my mom. Woo -woo. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to your to, to Sharik and your mom on the live. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so for this next question, what piece of advice would you give to college graduates who want to become entrepreneurs or maybe want to go a similar route like yours working on some other kind of project? You don't have to go to grad school. Number one. <laughs> okay, save yourself the money, the time, and the debt. Just, just don't. Especially if you end up going for something that's. Not if you want to go to grad school because you want to teach, that makes sense to me. If you want to do research, that makes sense to me. Outside of that, it doesn't really make any sense to me to higher education because grads, these degrees don't get you jobs. It's all about who you know, not even what you know. I would say that um, first and foremost because I did it and I didn't need to. I literally gained nothing, zero experience from going to grad school. Um, and secondly, just keep going. Even if it doesn't look how you expect it to look, because you're comparing your chapter one to someone else's chapter 37. Keep going and stop comparing. Because you will get where you have to go as long as you remain consistent. So stay on track. Don't be closed off to new opportunities things that might be uncomfortable for you, you're not used to being in the camera, get in the camera anyway. Step outside of your comfort zone because that's where growth happens. And um, make sure you, you rest because it's a lie that you have to sleep when you're dead. Because if you're pouring from an empty cup, you're not feeding anybody. So make sure that you rest and don't grind yourself into the ground. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of kids, young kids these days that go to college and they be up all hours of the night just 
One more word. <laughs> I like I should have done that in college. Like I should not have Probably done that. Adderall and stuff. And yeah, just, I never did that. Not safe habits. I never did that. <laughs> but I was I saying. I knew some kids. <laughs> I was staying up late nights to fill out to do these papers and stuff because I want I cared about some grades. Grades are important, but when you are an entrepreneur and you're creating your income anyway, I create my income. That is how I see it always. If I make something, I can sell it and I can make my income. So I wouldn't put my success in the hands of anybody else, and that's not what I knew when I was in college. I thought I had to work hard to graduate and go get this job. And the job that I did have was only paying me a fraction of what I make now. You can do so much more when you are in control of your own destiny. Hmm. If, uh, if you do what you love, and you work and make money and what you love, then you never work a day in your life. You never work a day in your life. I, I, I have to like agree with you uh, 100% on you know, schooling. I, I do believe that schooling is good for for a lot of students out there, but usually it's like, I don't think if you know exactly or have a good idea of what you would like to do, that halfway through you can realize something completely different. And on top of what you're saying, it seems like a lot of these kids are torturing themselves because the goal is to get the grade and the degree. The goal is not really to learn what mm -hmm. you wanna learn. And I've known a lot of friends that were like, okay, I'm gonna get in the medical industry or I'm gonna get into this industry because it's safe, it's security, I'm gonna help people, it's great. And then they actually get into that work and are like, I don't like this. I don't, it's not rewarding as much as I thought it was. The security and the money is, is not really as rewarding as I thought it would be. I, I have something else that I, I have, that I need to do. And it just seems like with, with what you guys are doing, even though you gotta take some time out for yourself, it sounds like you have a pretty good time at work as well. Yeah, and I'm not saying don't go to school. I definitely think undergrad needs to happen for like everyone, just because the experience of living on campus is like hands down one of the greatest experiences of my life. However, grad school, which is a safety net for a lot of people who don't know what they're doing after undergrad, is a waste of your time and money, in my opinion, because that's what it was for me. Yeah. Because in undergrad, I mean, this is just like my opinion, but in undergrad, you can go and discover when you're in grad school, you need to know what you want to do and mm -hmm. what you're going to do with that. That's what I said. Yeah. That's how I usually see it. And that's why it's good to take some time in between undergrad and grad school, too, because it gives you a little bit of life experience mm -hmm. to have before you go and jump into that commitment. I jumped straight into it because I didn't know what I was going to do after graduating. If I had just believed that it would yeah. all work out, I wouldn't have did what I did. But what I did got me to where I am. So I don't regret anything. Yeah, man, this is incredible. Like you sharing this story and, and about your, both of your personalities. It's it, you guys really, you really ooze wholesomeness and success. So I really appreciate you all like sharing your, your journey in creating this business. If I'm gonna ask my assistant, if they can just post uh, their Facebook page and also just do the at uh, Queendom Cultivation um, to get more followers. We don't have a big, I mean, you won't got followers like y'all, but I, um, we definitely want to just help support y'all. You at least got one new follower today, just saying. I'm following everything, so. <laughs> I'm going to share the, the podcast and everything when it comes out, so trust, you'll get people over there. 
No, it's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, we we we're, we really just want to learn more uh, stories like your guys's. I mean, it's for all the business owners I've talked to in the past year that are not doing well. It's a breath of fresh air to actually be hearing some people that grew and are also finding ways to grow within yourself too, with you wanting to take some time off from social media, things of that nature. So now it's inspiring. It's definitely a lot of people out there don't want to try to do a business right now because they're afraid and they think that everyone's struggling. So to hear a success story, even with through struggle and everything else, it's a uh, thank you a lot. I'm sure our listeners uh, enjoyed your story as well. And sometimes I'm hesitant to even share because I know there's so much struggle happening right now. Like I mm. am mindful of that. I recognize the privilege that I'm in and I and I honor that other people are not in the same position. Um, but I also realize that on the, the other side of that coin, people need to hear stories of success. And so that's why I share when I can with text. Like I don't want to be boastful. I mm. just want people to know that there are options. available. There's something other than, you know, yeah. loss. And, and, and struggle right now that we can do and it's completely in our hands. Um, it's just a matter of how we use our resources. And a lot of my success is attributed to a couple years before COVID hit, I knew I needed to have a business plan and vending and pop-ups was not a business plan. Mm. And I knew that I had to build my online presence mm. and because I already had a base, I was able to grow. For people who didn't have that online presence, they really struggled this year because brick and mortar closed and people yeah. weren't able to go to events and make that income. Mm -hmm. Like I understand that and I honor that and I was ahead of the game with that. Um, but I launched my services last year helping small businesses get online. And I did that even more so in 2020. Um, I started in 2019. In 2020, I did that even more so because my goal was to help people get to where I was. Because online is really what saved premium cultivation. I think the, the key word throughout this entire podcast has been the word pivot. A lot of people can be scared to make that pivot. You know, what, what I'm handling now and, and suffering through, at least I, I know what to expect. A pivot, especially yeah. in 2020, extremely hard to do. So I think that's really... Because I don't think you're boastful. I, I think you both have been humble this entire podcast, but really just being able to show that, hey, take the risk, take the leap, pivot, and try something different. I mean, just, just sitting there, just let, being stale and stagnant, you don't have to. So success comes from, from pivoting. I mean, the, the, the most successful people are the ones that have failed the most, too. They, they'll do that first things first, you know? It's like the key to success is to fail. So it takes a lot of pivoting and a good thing that you guys have been successful with every pivot you guys have done. I didn't get a single ounce of government support in 2020. And whether that be stimulus, I still haven't gotten this last $600 stimulus. Like, <laughs> like USA failed Freedom Cultivation. No, failed Jasmine. Freedom Cultivation <laughs> did great, regardless of that. And so that doesn't seem not a lot of government fit. <laughs> You have to make it on your own. own. You got to make it on your own. And that is what we do. If we don't teach you how to, like I said, it's not taught to learn how to pivot or learn how to, you know, bounce back from a failure. We know we have, I feel like we've been instilled to give up easily more so than try mm -hmm. again. So, you know, maybe that'd be a curriculum that they bring up in schools in the future or something. They want. To learn how to, like, do something different from what's, you know, already in front of you 24-7. Well, that's why I think things need to change just in how we teach. It's like kids should want to 
learn the things that they want. I mean, obviously, for pay college, I know I'm dipping in a little politics here, but for pay college makes it extremely hard for people to actually try things out, you know, and the whole educational is just this, this, and this, nothing for branching out and learning on your own. So hopefully we do see those types of changes in the future. Um, you do see some of those changes with like Montessori schools, things of that nature, but not on a grand scale, not even on a public scale, really. So, um, yeah, hopefully we do see some changes like that in the future because, like you said, you went through all that through grad school, and then this is really what is making you the money, and you're enjoying more, you know? So um, I think that's one of the big stories that people could take away as well. Yeah. Any last-minute resources, books, or uh, last words of wisdom do you want to share with our audiences watching on Facebook Live and people that are going to be listening in um, on February, what's it? What's the last day of February, 28th, 29th? I always forget. It's always the shortest month. <laughs> but do you have any tips for them? Tips. Uh, believe in yourself even when other folks don't. Read the four agreements so that you really can understand that doing mm-hmm. your best is all you have to do. And... Uh, Rest. I can't say it enough. Don't Rest. run yourself into the ground. Take naps. Get sleep. Take care of your body. You only get one. Yes, and mm-hmm. just believe in yourself before anybody else does. Believe in yourself first. If you don't believe in yourself first and foremost, nobody else ever will. My mom didn't even see. Mm-hmm. She didn't even yeah, understand because... why I was going to work for myself a full time. And now she works too. So, look at that. There we go. <laughs> That's how that works. I can't wait to check out your online store and buy some stuff. Thank <laughs> you. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop by. I mean, I'm planning a. Um, I know my my partner. She was saying that Christina. She was saying that she wanted to go to Las Vegas sometime. Mm-hmm. So we might stop by when you all open up. When's the March opening? 13th. Grand opening. March thirteenth, everyone. If you're in Las Vegas, March thirteenth. Google map or um, go search for queendom cultivation go check out their shop go go buy their stuff um well thank you so much jasmine and sharik thank you both so much for coming on the show uh, anything else you want to say ryan before we head out no i instead of being the next time you go to vegas just go to vegas just to go and see you guys then the gambling all the sin will be just yeah. a little cherry on top yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in. See you all on the next episode.